Welcome back, back, back to Young Money Mindset, hosted by Luke Caricchia and Robbie Holdcross. From, from, from the ground up, where we talk about mindset, real estate, the hustle, and everything to help you achieve your dreams. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, me and Robbie got a really good conversation that we have been uh, kind of spitballing these last few days and kind of trying to come up with the uh, best topics to provide as much value to you guys today. And I think we got some really good topics. So kick us off, Robbie, on our first subject here. Yeah, so I've been uh, recently reading a new book. Um, shout out to my buddy, Joey Naprick for sending this book out to me. It's by Jordan B. Peterson. Um, it's called The 12 Rules of Life, and I actually just started the book. I'm only a couple chapters in now, um, but a quote that hit me the other day while I was driving, and I actually wrote it in my notes while I was driving because it you know, really stuck with me, and he said, intelligence is enlarged the ability to learn and transform. Um, so I think a lot of times people get stuck up on what they currently know and don't really realize the opportunity for what you could go out and learn. Um, so, I mean, you know, your, your intellect level, you know, definitely places you in society in a certain place and you kind of feel yourself get stuck in that place until you start to take in information and realize you can kind of level up. Um, so one of the things, you know, that I've just really been thinking about is people that maybe didn't have a great education growing up, maybe didn't get grades in high school, maybe didn't even go to college, kind of have, you know, this mindset that they're not intellectual or that they can't achieve a certain level or a certain degree of success. Whereas, you know, if you are just a sponge and you're able to learn and adapt to situations, really, that's what brings on, you know, your overall intellect. So I think that's really important for people to understand is is that that really the ability to do that is really what is going to give you that ability to achieve. Yeah. And, and that ability too, I think it kind of ties into, you know, being able to come at it from a mindset of growth and always being like Robbie, I just mentioned, like being a sponge, Robbie, I think is huge. Right. And I think that's one thing you do really well is like you, I mean, just, just getting in and being surrounding yourself with those right people and, and soaking up that, that knowledge, but then also being able to go out into the world, right. And find other people, maybe, you know, people that stuff I lack in or stuff, maybe people around the office lack in, you can learn that from other people and bring that back into the office and help everyone. So yeah. I think that's huge. And then it, I think it comes back to, cause like I didn't go to college, right. So like, I, I only have a high school diploma, um, I didn't really get the best grades in high school. I mean, I was probably like a C, you know, B, C, D kind of type student, you know? Yeah, skating by. Just yeah. skating by, you know, I just, I, I could never really fully invest myself into, um, you know, learning. And I, I feel like looking back on it, I feel like I could have done so much better in school if I would actually like, it sounds cliche, not like that I didn't try because I was trying, but right. like if I would have applied myself more and I think taking it more serious, I think I could have probably gotten better grades and, and did that. Um, but I just, for some reason, I couldn't get my, my mindset back then into this, this idea of growing. And I just kind of, you know, went through high school in a way of like, just really, you know, more like focused on, I guess, on relationships. And um, I think that all ultimately comes down to, though, as you get older, right, I think you surround yourself with, you know, different people, you meet new people, and then you end up soaking in that info. So I think that's a, a really good quote. Uh, and I, I think that's that's really powerful, too, for the audience to hear, because I think a lot of people, too, maybe, you know, they get stuck in that idea of like, if you don't have a, a college degree, if you're not college educated, um, you know, people kind of look at you differently. I mean, I've, I've had it done to me, you know, yeah. people, 
even in just, you know, in, in uh, debates or if you have a point of view on something, it's like they kind of hold their opinion higher than yours because they have a college degree. Right. And, and I agree with you. I kind of did the same thing through high school and even through college. You know, I just skated through. I did the bare minimum. I got exactly what I needed to pass, and that was it. I didn't do anything past that. Why do you think that is, though? Why well, do you? I think the big difference for me was that growing up, I mean, when you're in high school, all the way up until high school, your education is forced upon you. You don't get to choose what yeah, to learn. Yeah, that's true. So once I got into college and I chose the path that I wanted to do, it was more interesting to me, so I did it. And I was willing to do it, but I still did the bare minimum just to pass the classes. Whereas now when I seek out information, it's information that I want to learn or that I know I need to learn to make more money or to be a better person. So I'm actually you know, choosing where my education is coming from. And I think for me, it makes it a lot easier than just random subjects being pushed on your throat. So I've always had a negative outlook on education, whereas I feel like since I've been out of college, my outlook on education has completely changed and I just feel like I need to know everything, you know? Yeah. Well, and like, what do you think, I'm curious to hear your opinion or your thoughts on like, what do you think the difference is between like a classroom setting learning and then like actually learning like by trial and error? Because I feel like I learned just personally, I feel like even if, even if it's like a, a topic I'm interested in, in real estate, let's say, like if I go to a CE class or even like throughout the real estate school, it was hard for me to really wrap my mind around some of those things in a classroom setting. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just like a, a personal thing on my end that I just got to get better at, like learning in that kind of environment. Yeah. But I feel like once I get out into the, the, you know, like into reality and actually practicing it, I feel like I just, for some reason, something clicks. Like yeah. I, I, I just learn it better. I don't know. Well, it's like we have a slew of mentors that point us in the right direction. I mean, when I first got in, you helped me out a hell of a lot with just getting under my feet and, you know, starting to move in the right direction. And all these things you kind of warned me of or told me, hey, this is going to happen and you're going to have to do this when this happens. I really didn't. It, it doesn't click until you actually go through it, until a deal starts to fall apart for that exact reason. You're like, oh, that's what Luke was talking about. He said this is going to happen to me eventually. And now it is. And so you're aware of it, I feel like, until you actually go through it and make the mistake, and then you correct it. Then it, it makes sense, yeah. Right. Well, and then it, I guess that, that I just, wow, that, that just hit me right here. <laughs> because, like, I was just thinking, I was having a conversation with someone the other day that just started a new gig, like a new job, and, you know, they were, like, super excited about it, you know, like, beyond thrilled that they were doing this new job. But I just... I just reminded of them of what an old sales manager had taught me is like there's three phases, right? The three phases are the new and exciting, the monotonous, and then the mastery, right? Yep. And I feel like a lot of people bounce between that new and exciting and then that that monotony phase where everything mm -hmm. is just monotonous. You've done it. You know, you're, you're kind of just going through the motions at that point. But a lot of people never make it onto that that mastery level. And I think that's where everything starts kind of coming together and it becomes a little bit easier in a sense yeah. to, to do it. Um, even like with waking up in the morning, like I know that was one thing, like I struggled. Robbie oh, knows, yeah. like Robbie oh, knows, yeah. like I, I was in the office, what time, Robbie? Probably 10.30, 11.30 But like now it's just like something's like just, you know, I've, I've really kind of, I don't know, maybe just prioritized it more, but I, you know, now I don't have a problem getting up and getting in here by 8.39, like yeah. every day, like clockwork. So yeah. I just don't know if it's maybe... Um, I don't know, just like maybe the, 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 the aspect of just doing it over like the repetitive nature of it and just yeah. becomes easier over time. I think a big thing for you as well is that you've definitely added, you know, another element to your business now that requires more of your attention. And, you know, these guys, 
that you've hired on, you know, they need to see that you're putting in the work as well. So I think you're, you know, trying your best to display that now to them. And I've seen it since these guys have been in here. You're in here, you know, every single hour with them dialing. And I think it's just you're wanting to set that example for them and, and be that example for them so that they can see what it looks like and take after you. Whereas if you're coming in the office at 10, 11, 30, who knows what they're doing for the first couple hours? You know, that expectation isn't really set. Yeah. Well, and I always took like, you know, another thing I what someone told me kind of back to what we were saying is like you can kind of like fill someone in on something, but until they experience it for themselves, it doesn't actually really click. Yeah. But like one thing someone had told me was like, you know, you never want to be that leader that doesn't lead from the front, right? That doesn't, you know if you're telling someone to do something or you have a certain expectation and you can't do that, then you, in my professional opinion, you don't have any authority or any really, you know, leg to stand on when it comes yeah, to Yeah, you that. don't really have, you haven't earned their respect in that sense. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's like you, how are you going to tell someone to do something if you can't do it yourself? So I think that's a, that's a really good point. And I, I guess that kind of, you know, segues us unless you have anything else to, to add to that point. No, um, no, I think, yeah, I think that was perfect. Um, I mean, one thing I did kind of want to circle back around to, we actually, we had recorded a podcast last week that got deleted. And one of the, you know, main points that we, we had talked on that was getting stuck and content in where you're at. Um, and I had thought about it a lot more since we had recorded that last podcast. And I was thinking about it and there's really, you know, there's a good side to content and there's a bad side to consent. So there's, for me, the bad side is, okay, I make a hundred grand a year, you know, my rent is 2500 bucks a month. My groceries are X amount. You know, I, I can go on a $5,000 worth of vacations a year, and I'm happy with that. And that's, you know, that's a type of stuck. That's a comfortable stuck, whereas there's another stuck where, you know, you're constantly stuck in the heavy grind of trying to improve. Um, so I look at, you know, the, the bad content as being like a revolving door to where you're, you're still moving, and you're probably moving at the same pace as everybody else. But you're not moving upwards, you know. And if you're you're stuck in a, a a grind content, the better side of it, whereas you're moving up an escalator, you know. So you're moving at the same pace as those people moving in the revolving door, but you're actually escalating up to another level, up to a better level of success, because you're introducing new things to your day. Something we try to do very often is, you know, how can we challenge ourselves? How can we branch out and figure out other avenues for money? So I feel like we're riding the escalator, right? Whereas a lot of people get stuck right in the revolving door and think they're on the escalator. Yeah. No, I, and that, you know, that hit me because I, I think, um, I know you tell me on this, Robbie, but I, I think I, I might be one of those people that are just stuck in that grinding circle. I don't circle. think so. No? I don't think okay. so. No, because I mean, look what you've, you've just branched out and started an entire wholesale flip team and a whole different section of our office that we're talking about expanding out to different states, different counties. I mean, all this stuff is super scalable when they're beginning stages of it. But if you weren't taking those steps, then I'd say, yeah. Yeah. You know, well, but you're taking risk and you're, and you're branching out and trying something. So yeah. I, I wouldn't say you're in any it's, type of revolving door, you know? No, not a revolving door, but like on the escalator, like kind of what you were saying on that point was like, I, but like my big thing on content is like, I know I'd be miserable if I just like, you know, said, hey, you know, 100K a year, I'm good. I can do my thing. And, um, you know, live a comfortable life. And there's, you know, 100K is nothing, to, you know, nothing to shy away no, from. No, that's I mean, good that's, money. Absolutely. That's, yeah. It's good money. But the big thing is, is like, I know, you know, looking back, I feel like two years, if I was still at that same number, like, I just, I feel like inside of me just wouldn't be content in that aspect, even though 
I could live, you know, comfortably and, and do vacations and do my thing. I just, I feel like I would look at myself in the mirror and know that I could do more, yeah. you know, know that I could, I could, you know, grow more and, and achieve more. Yeah. So, but th- it's a catch 22 because then at the same time, it's, it's sometimes it's difficult for me to turn things off, you know, cause I'm so go, go, go all the time. Um, that it's hard to unplug, right? And, yeah. and do things, you know, go on vacations and not be, you know, thinking about stuff or just, you know, even driving, like I'll see a house and be like, oh, it'd be a great flip. Like you're trying to pull over the yeah, car and stuff. It's like, so you can get the address yeah, like what and, am yeah. I doing, man? It's Saturday. I'm yeah. like going out to dinner, bro. Like yeah. what am I trying to do no, a flip for, you. bro? Just, like, I mean, especially when you're in real estate, I find myself having conversations with people I probably would have never talked to and yeah. then we somehow end up talking real estate. Just because like, you know, when, when you get into real estate, it's like almost every conversation you have, you got to at least let them know that you sell real estate if they ever see you again. You yeah, know? well, and it's it's, it's funny, too, because, like, I think I've always kind of had that in me because I remember back to, like, when I was skating and, like, BMXing and all that. Like, I'd be driving with my mom or somewhere, like, somewhere, and I'd look at a staircase and be like, oh, man, I could totally go back and skate that or something. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm so, headed back. Yeah, exactly. so it's like, I don't know. I feel like I've always kind of I've been in that kind of mindset, but... Um, what do you think? I mean, I know markets are shifting, you know, a lot of people's mindsets, I think are changing right now in a sense of like, Hey, you know, should I keep doing what I'm doing? Should I maybe look for another opportunity? Um, you know, there's tons of jobs out there available to people right now. So, I mean, what would you say on that? Or what would you say to the person out there, Robbie, that maybe isn't happy with where they're at, but you know, wants to grow and they're giving us an opportunity to provide value to them. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, uh, the first thing is, is you got to obviously be willing to learn and adapt and transform. So, you know, just a year ago before I was licensed, I didn't have, you know, the avenue or the ability to go out and make six figures. Whereas, you know, I took the leap and went and got my license kind of out on a whim, didn't really, really know what I was going to do with it. But I didn't even realize that that opportunity was available until I opened that door and went and got my license. So I would say if you're stuck in a situation and you don't know how to get out, I would say just go start and try to open doors. Go fail. That's what I always say. Go open doors and see what's on the other side of it. And and eventually one of those doors, you're going to open it and be like, oh, shit, this is for me. I could do this and actually see money in this if that's what you want, you know? Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. Like I just wrote down like here is like be willing to fail because I think Absolutely. that's that 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 mindset of like, hey, I don't want to go out and get my real estate license, fail. And then I've told everyone I'm I'm a real estate agent now and now and I'm I not doing it. Yeah. I can't pass the test. I'm just kind of going in circles. Um, and then also is like just taking action, right? Like right. I, I think you didn't think about it. You just said, hey, I don't really know what I'm going to do with this license. I know I could probably do something with it, but hey, let's just go get it, get it done, and then see where this takes me. And I think a lot of people get stuck on that, that over analyzing things and, and yeah. figuring out, trying to map everything out. Yeah, and, and I don't know about you, but I'm one of the people, like when I'm relaxing, even on a Saturday, Sunday, I feel so guilty about it. Um, so like, the, I, honestly, the reason I even was looking into real estate school is because I got out to GCU uh, like a couple months early and I was like, well, what the hell am I going to do out here for a couple months? I was like, I might as well do something. So I signed up, got my license and, you know, just, just because I, I'm not the type to sit around and do nothing. I've got to figure out something to do. 
So I feel like if you're if you're sitting around, you're never going to find anything. So like you said, take action, get out there, just find a door to open. You know people, talk to them, find out what your opportunities are, talk to your sphere. There's there's always something you can do and there's always ways to level up within whatever that thing is that you're doing. Yeah, and you could even go as far as to say, "Hey, you know, I don't I don't like what I'm doing currently, but I know these two guys are in real estate. My other buddies in um, you know, insurance. I got another person that's selling cars or yep. you know, working in an accounting, you know, office or whatever the case is, reach out to those people and say, "Do you mind if I if I come to work for you?" Yeah, you can know, I shadow you yeah, for a day. Can I come yeah. and just check out see what you guys do, see if this is even something I'd be remotely interested in? Yeah. And like we'd be more than happy to have someone come in and check us out and see what we're Off doing. Off the streets, like don't yeah. be shy, you know. And when you ask people for help, ninety nine point nine percent of the time they're more than willing to hand it out to you. So yeah. I mean, it just just ask, you know. Yeah, and I, I think that would do volumes too. Like it would, I mean, it would just I think it would help you propel to that next level and maybe you know find that thing yeah. or just check stuff off your list. Like okay, cool, I know real estate's not for me. Now you get that out of your mind, and now it allows you to go focus on other things. Yeah, and I would say typically if you're reaching out to somebody like that and asking them and taking an interest in what they do, I think that would mean a whole hell of a lot to somebody, you know? Absolutely. To see that if we had somebody that wanted to come in and take an interest and say, hi, I want to see how you're doing this and what you're doing, I would be honored to show them exactly what we do. Yeah, you know? so I'm, I'd be in the same boat, man. I think that's uh, that would be awesome. And, you know, anyway, a lot of these people want to give back to, you know, and the easiest thing or the you know, maybe not the easiest thing, but some of the, the, you know, the low kind of low bar of entry is to give someone your time. You know, we all have time, you know, and some people have more than others to give out. But I mean, if you come in, we're like Robbie said, we're more than happy to, you know, an honor to do that for you. So uh, definitely take some action today. um, You know, from whatever you guys gather out of this podcast, as long as you get that one thing, I always, you know, every time I listen to podcasts or any audio books or anything, I always just try to take one thing and implement it. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people listen to these podcasts, they read these books, but it's all in theory. They never actually take it and implement it yeah. because maybe they're trying to do too many things. You know, you can't take five things from a podcast and try to implement them all overnight. <laughs> all at night. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't happen overnight. It's a, it's a gradual, you know, it's a climb up that escalator, but... Like you said, just putting one foot in front of the other, taking actions, you know, trying to open those doors is, it's all it's you key. can do, you know, and yep. it's, it's the best thing you can do for yourself to invest in your future. So, yeah. Uh, speaking about the market, I know um, we, we might've touched on it a little, um, little earlier here, but how are you investing currently in this market? I know that's kind of word around the, the town right now is like, Hey, you know, this uncertainty in the market, what can we do on that end, Robbie, or you know, what can we hustle? What can we, you know, is there anything we should be grinding towards or anything like that that we can give the audience today? Yeah, so I think me as well with the rest of the U.S., you know, we've kind of slowed down on investments as far as stocks and, and crypto and everything like that. Even real estate right now, you know, we're loading off a lot of our flips, just trying to get rid of stuff because there's a lot of uncertainty in the market. We're really in a, a weird buffer period right now. Um, and a lot of things, it's just new to us, you know, so a lot of people are kind of getting scared, wanting to wait and see what happens. Um, realistically right now, I'm pretty much holding on investments. Um, I'm kind of building up cash right now. I'm, like I said, I'm still trying to buy a Turo car. So I was going to wait, you know, within the next few months, I'm assuming prices are going to start to drip down again as far as vehicles. Um, so I'm going to have cash on hand, purchase cash, let these interest rates keep hiking up and bringing those prices down. Um, but truthfully for, for the time being right now, I'm, I'm pretty cash heavy. 
Gosh, okay. Yeah. And that's kind of similar boat on my on my end here. I'm just, you know, really trying to I think we're gonna see I know the last podcast we were kind of, you know, or the the one prior to that, the one we spoke about the market conditions, I think uh, at that point, my mindset was really more or less just kind of keep doing what I was doing and, and doing the cash thing. But I've kind of done a, a little bit of a flip flop. I think um, the biggest thing I, I want to focus on right now is just really positioning. I think everyone should be positioning themselves right now because in in my opinion, and I, I could be totally wrong on this, but I think we're going to see just massive, massive opportunities coming up. Absolutely, um, yeah. And whether that's a, I mean, stock market's already down. I mean, I've seen stocks that were $83 stocks. I think Snapchat was one time trading at like $70 or $80. Yeah. It's a $13 stock today. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there is still more room for that to go down. So I think everyone should just be trying to position themselves in a way to take advantage of these opportunities because – a lot of people make a lot of money in the downturns. Yeah, right? and truthfully, that's what you have to look at it as, as an opportunity. And for us younger people, uh, this is our first go at it, right? So I've almost been a little too excited for it to happen because I'm like, cool, you know, I'm young. I'm going to have a little bit of cash on hand. This is my time to buy in and set myself up for 15 years down the road. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see how low we can actually get in the yeah. next couple of years. I'm like, bring it on, you know, we'll, we'll figure out ways to make money. Not super worried about that. I would love to figure out where exactly I need to be putting my money to to be one of those guys that say, "Hey, I bought in 2023, and look look how much my stuff is worth now." Yeah. You know? Well, and I I think that all comes back to positioning, right? Because I think as the market rotates, I've talked to a lot of people that, and especially like buddies of mine, they're like, you know, oh, you know, everything's going down. I'm just waiting, 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 right? But at the same time, I always want to tell people that as soon as stuff goes low, especially on the real estate end, I I really think banks are going to tighten up. I think banks are going to get really, really tight and they're not going to want to lend. And then all these people that have been waiting, like we're saying, right, on this podcast today, like, hey, just wait and, you know, buy, buy when everything tanks. It's like... How are you going to do that, you know, if the banks are tight? Yeah, and that's why my conversation with buyers, depending on their situation right now, is very different, you know. So if they're cash buyers, I'm like, well, you know, from a from a finance standpoint, we don't need to buy right now for you. You know, you're in a nice house. You're looking for a second home. Let's wait till everything drops. Now, my people that are maybe not the highest income and are trying to borrow, like you said, if the banks do tighten up here in the next few years, maybe they don't get a home for the next four or five years until it loosens back up. So all those guys I'm really trying to push like, hey, let's get you in. Let's get you pre-qualified because you need this low interest rate. While it doesn't seem low compared to the last two years, it's it's a relatively low interest rate yeah. in the fives, you know, so you need to take advantage of this. Get yourself a home. If you're a cash buyer, you know, you wait a little bit and take advantage of it, you know, like we've seen in the past. And there's always creative ways too. I think one thing I'm really, really focused on right now is as the market turns and as we, you know, depending on what happens in the future, I think being creative and learning the different structures, the different ways to structure deals is going to be a massive opportunity. Yeah. So I've been really trying to focus on like, okay, what can I study about seller financing? What can I study about HUD homes? What can I yeah. study about the foreclosure process? What can I study and be prepared for? For when this does happen, I can speak knowledgeably on it yeah. and then also be able to spot opportunities. Exactly. You know, if, if someone is, if we do see a little correction and someone's in a in a bind, you know, maybe we can take over payments. You yeah. know, we can we can get into these homes for a lot less and not have to deal with banks, assume mortgages or do a mm-hmm. seller carry with people just to take over that that non non-performing asset 
and, you know, turn it around basically. Yeah. And I think for us being young and relatively new to the industry, this is going to be a huge learning phase for us. So, I mean, I know I strictly only know one market and it's hot, hot, hot sellers and you write offers and pray it gets accepted, right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, we're going to be able to get creative now. We're going to start getting seller concessions. You know, we're going to have trustee sales. There's going to be a slew of new things that you and I have never seen before that we're going to have to learn and adapt and, you know, plug into our game. And if we are lifelong realtors, it's only going to season us that much more. So I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to see what the following months hold. Yeah, Whether me that's, too. you know, this whole thing crashing or it just stays steady, who the heck knows what's going on. But I'm ready for it to happen. I'm staying cash heavy. And when it does dip, I'm going to find the right time and, and get back in. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's kind of, you know, wraps up our, our market condition side of the talk here because I think we've kind of hammered that point. I know a lot of people are kind of on that uncertainty side of things and they're just really trying to figure out what the best position, you know, what what's the best position, what's the best thing to do right now. Um, and that, that all ties into action and just taking massive amounts of action. Um, is there anything else you wanted to, to bring to the audience today, Robbie, or anything else that we haven't uh, spoke about in a little while here on the podcast? Um, one quick tip of the day that I remembered I mentioned on the last podcast. Quick tip. That is when you have the opportunity to move away from your hometown, your first opportunity, I think you should get out and explore for a year or two years, or 10 years. You know, I think people, they get stuck in their hometowns. It's a it's a hometown mentality. You hang out with the same people. You don't venture out. You don't see different points of view. You don't see what other people are doing to make money and doing with their lives. I think that's an absolute life hack. I think anybody that has the opportunity to should absolutely try to get out of their hometown, go find yourself, figure out what works for you. Um, you know, w- without your parents, you know, hovering over your, over your head, you know, I think that's like the best tip you could have provided the audience, Robbie, because I think not, and, and not only just on that end of like, you know, hanging out with the same people, you know, you're going to meet new people, but just not having that safety blanket. Absolutely. I, I think that's the big thing, right. Is being in a position where, man, you know, if it's to be, it's up to me, right? Yeah. Like the saying is always, if it's to be, it's up to me. And when you are out in a new state, you know, across the country from your parents, you know, you got to, you got to figure some stuff out. out. Yeah. Nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's handing you, you know. So I I think that's, that's really awesome to, um, to bring to everyone. So thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. Please, if you can drop a review below, um, send us a DM, shoot us a text. Uh, We'd love to connect with some more people. Um, Also, if you do have any feedback, we would love to hear if we should be bringing guests on. I think we're kind of getting close to the point here. Yeah, I definitely think we should hear soon getting a little bit more comfortable with the whole podcast flow i know in the beginning it was pretty (laughs) nerve-wracking you know even recording these so really appreciate you guys listening and i hope you guys crush it out there today and remember take massive massive action from the ground up let's go